Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby, and we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. before publication oh my god how exciting oh my god guys we are very boring at the moment <laughs> it's just bucky bucky wucky 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 bucky wuck <laughs> just turn it off now to be honest because it's all we're talking about and it's all we're thinking about um well you know it's the biggest piece of work we've ever done yeah we're about to set it free yeah. Fly, my pretties. <laughs> I'm terrified. It is quite terrifying. I'm um, absolutely terrified. I was up from um, two o'clock until five o'clock this morning just worrying. Oh, dear. That's mm. not great. No, but not just worrying about that because today was my first day back at work as well. So I was worrying about that. Mm, oh, yeah, that's classic. We're doing a photo shoot tomorrow. So I was worrying about what I'm going to wear. Yep, we are. Still worrying about that, but trying yep. not to think about it. Same. Um, um yeah there's a lot going on it's all very exciting time mm-hmm. to very us. exciting yes yeah um but generally you're right yeah i'm good i'm good um i cannot complain cool. i don't have covid great uh, yet and um yeah well tickety boo cool you well we went on a run yesterday together <laughs> which turned into more of a limp because i got cramp <laughs> and i've still got cramp <laughs> Still. I don't know what to do about it. It just won't go away. Oh, Emma, I broke you. And I started reading about, like, why do we get cramp? And the summary is basically because you tried to run too fast, babe. And we were not running fast. No, we really weren't. No. As as you keep saying, you, you're bouncy. I'm you, so Emma, bouncy. Wait, listeners, Emma runs upwards, <laughs> not not forwards. I like I. She said before that she's a bouncy runner, and I didn't really understand what that meant. And now I do. <laughs> I just need to make somebody. If there's like a running specialist who's listening, who has any tips on making me run forwards rather than upwards? 
<laughs> I really appreciate it because I feel like I'm causing myself a lot of unnecessary exhaustion. You are. I think you're putting stress on certain muscles that don't need to have stress on them. Yeah, and I don't you're need not any gaining stress. much traction. Do you know what I mean? You're not going the distance. No, I'm not going <laughs> just, any distance. Just going up and down. So if somebody could just help me, that would be so great. <laughs> Lol. Um, <sighs> yes, but it was lovely. It was a very sunny day, and I'm glad that we went, regardless yeah, just- of the bouncing slightly shortness of the run did you feel like Rachel from Friends and I was Phoebe um I am struggling to recall that episode uh uh maybe yeah I I can't remember one of the most iconic television moments of the 90s (laughs) oh god (laughs) there's a lot of Friends episodes I can't remember them all (laughs) no but that's that's quite an iconic one it's probably iconic for you because you were like oh that's me it's me burnt into your retinas because you're like (laughs) well there we go um (sighs) okay so we've got a couple of things to announce we do get on with the show right or one thing specifically do you want to announce it oh the book competition yeah that one specifically so guys friends of the podcast we are we're going to give away 10 copies of our book 10 10 signed by our fair hands yeah with a little note to you mm-hmm. um and maybe a doodle mm-hmm. i've decided a doodle, and a doodle yeah wow. i don't know what the doodle's gonna be of maybe us <laughs> like hey thanks for buying our book thanks for winning our book we'll just do a doodle of ourselves if like listeners you want the doodle from gabby not the doodle from me <laughs> i mean i'm happy to do all the doodles okay you, you do all the doodles <laughs> um but yes, so to enter the competition, you need to write to us, send us an email with the subject BFN book win. Is that what we're doing? BFN book win? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> you need to tell us how many times the word fuck appears in our book. And the 10 closest people to the actual number will have a book sent to them in the post by us. And I think, Emma, that we should send them to anywhere in the world, bypassing yeah. publishing laws. Oh, Gabby. <laughs> I know. Naughty girl. Yes. yes. You can get our very NHS-centric book yeah. sent to you wherever you are. It is very British, mm-hmm. but also, you know, hilarious. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, there you go, listeners. Write in. Post haste. How many times do we say fuck? God, I'm, not even I know the answer to that. I haven't worked out yet either, but yeah. there's quite a few just to give you we'll a hint, We'll just search guys. the document. We'll search the document. Yeah, well, that's that was my plan. I was going <laughs> to count them all. <laughs> the reason I know there's quite so many fucks is that when we were given a proof of the book after it had been typeset, there was a, clearly like a glitch. And so every time the word fuck appeared, it was written incorrectly. And so I had to make a note of all the times that fuck was written wrong, which was lots. <laughs> uh, you know why that was, don't you? Why? Because they had decided in an early proof to star out, to like asterisk out all the swears. Oh. And so somebody obviously did like, um, you know, like where you have to you search and replace. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Word. And I'd searched and replaced and accidentally added a space. Oh, interesting. Look at yeah. you. You went deep on the mystery of the fuck. Yeah, I did. I thought about it a lot as I was reading it. 
Yeah, well, it, again, it appeared a lot, so it was uh, yeah. <laughs> a regular reminder. Anyway, guys, if you want to win a book and you can tell us how many times we said fuck, uh, get in touch. Oh, you made it rhyme as well. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's bigfatnegativepodcast at gmail.com, as you all know. And the subject line is BFN book win. BFN book win. That's <laughs> me real good English speak. <laughs> I think we should leave it like that. So, yeah, the competition will close next Tuesday, guys. Yeah, so get your emails to us by next Tuesday. Uh, great. Okay, should we talk about the episode? Yeah, so it's a, uh, okay, it's a really great episode today. And it's, um, as I will explain just before the interview, it's something that I've actually been putting off for a while because it's a subject that's quite close to my heart. Yes. You'll hear more about that later. And um, we are interviewing the amazing... Hayley Manning, who runs a podcast called Time to Talk TFMR. Um, TFMR stands for Termination for Medical Reasons. It is essentially a termination, a pregnancy termination, after you have discovered that your baby has a life-limiting medical condition. Um, It's a very, I mean, we've been giggling a lot just now, but it's a fucking serious subject. And Hayley is just admirably calm talking about it yeah and strong and honest and it was I thought it was a really great interview yeah if anyone I think could talk about a subject like this but make it very accessible and not not just really really sad all the time I think she does it really well like obviously it's it's such a horrendous thing to have gone through yeah but yeah she talks about it very eloquently and um yeah 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 very nice. Um, it's, I mean, for anybody going through it, to be honest, for anyone in any situation, it's a very triggering subject. It's a very difficult subject to listen to. If you are in any position where you don't think you can listen to this, don't listen to it. Mm. it I mean, it's. I've talked in the past about how I went through a kind of a, a pro-life phase while I was going through infertility. Um but generally, the pair of us are very pro-choice, aren't we? Yes, of course. That is the tone of this interview. So if yeah. that's not your vibe, then like, that's fine. But that is the tone of this conversation. Um, but I did think there was a really interesting episode recently of This American Life, which is talking about how TFMR intersects with faith and Christianity. Mm. Um, and it was a woman who is was very pro-life um talking about how her mind had been changed a little bit having gone through it twice um i know it's really difficult but like massively if you can massively worth a listen Mm. um the episode is called but i did everything right one of those ones where they kind of snuck some infertility into what I thought was just normal, a normal no. episode. I thought it was a safe, safe yeah. bit of content to consume. Yeah, I did, but it was actually really good. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a, it's a. If you can bear to listen to it, it's such a good interview. Haley is amazing. This, yeah, I, I mean, I know it is. Obviously, it's very difficult, but I, I think it is. It's not a horrible interview to listen to. I don't think. No. No one was in tears at the end, which we no, quite often are. Haley's so lovely and she's so funny and, and bouncy and light. And yeah, it's not, it's obviously a really dark subject, but she does it so not, so brilliantly. I think it's not, it's not, you know. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I don't know. It's not something to avoid unless no. you're really in a, you know, in the yeah. place where you don't want to listen to it, in which case, fair enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, I think that's the summary. There is the- a summary because guess what? What? Professor Tim is still not here. I know. Where's he gone? Well, he, he did email me today, finally. And he said, no. soon. I don't know what that means. I, He's a very mysterious man. He's a mysterious man. Doing mysterious things. Indeed. So um, I'm going to say it again. Next week, <laughs> he'll be back. <laughs> and hopefully I'll be correct. Maybe we. Um, maybe if he doesn't come back at all this series, we should do like a Professor Tim special where he just answers like all our questions in one go. We could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Huh. That's what's yeah. coming at you, Tim. You know, pull the <laughs> finger out. Um, brilliant, guys. Well, uh, in that case, uh, move on to uh, listen to the episode, I would say. Yes. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. You can reach us on Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. You can email us. Once again, Big Fat Negative Podcast at gmail.com. And we would love it if you were to just pre-order our book. Just do it now. Like no <laughs> other request, yeah. no other instructions. Yeah. No, just, actually, yeah, no, no, yeah. nothing else. Just, just the book. <gasps> you won't regret it. Please enjoy this episode. And we're back. And we're back. Yay! Hello, 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 hello. hello. This week's subject of choice is a very holy one. Yeah. Yeah, we don't like the Pope today, do we? No, we don't like the Pope. His um, holiness is not very guy. His holiness, no, he was very offensive. Have he, you got the exact phrase? Yes, the, I do. Okay. Um, Read it out so for Sarah. In a recent um, a general audience at the Vatican, he was talking about pet ownership. And he said, today we see a form of selfishness. We see that some people do not want to have a child. <laughs> Sometimes they have one and that's it, but they have dogs and cats that take the place of children. This may make people laugh, but it is a reality. Then he said, it's a denial of fatherhood and motherhood that diminishes us and takes away our humanity. Wow. Right? That is quite something to say. It's not very nice, is it, Gabs? It's not very nice. I mean, obviously... We've got a big problem with it. But yeah. So you know, any pet lovers, like, yeah, RSPCA, I mean, <laughs> they should have a word with him. I'd go after him if I was them. We've we've both we're both cat owners, as regular listeners will know. Yes. My cat I got after my first round of IVF failed, um, because, yeah. and I've kind of described this before on the podcast I was I felt a profound need for something small and wriggly in my lap I just remember mm. sitting there and just needing needing something in my arms mm-hmm. um she I mean she did not provide that <laughs> <laughs> because she's a mad bitch but she I you know I really feel strongly that she helped to rehabilitate me after that and she helped oh, me yeah. to get over that and she helped me to deal with my grief I have no doubt she did um and you know we've we've interviewed Kate Spicer about her dog she now has two dogs actually yeah and the importance of her dog to her yeah and again as a kind of almost form of therapy totally and um 
the the lovely um cat brown of course who we've yeah. also interviewed on this podcast um yeah has two cats and newly a dog who is bringing her great comfort yeah and she wrote about this for the telegraph and about how you know i mean we don't even need to say this on here but about how people's reasons for having pets are many and varied and it's not just people choosing to get a dog instead of a baby yeah it's the selfish term i think that is yeah. most kind of like cutting isn't it yeah i mean the best meme i saw on this subject was just a shot of a still from the movie clueless of ty saying you're a virgin that can't drive yeah <laughs> was uh, perfect whoever came up with that meme is a fucking genius it made me laugh a lot it is very very funny um yeah no it's uh it's not cool man like you know i thought the pope was all about saying things that are a bit less offensive these days yeah i mean he has been quite progressive and actually the the vatican's involvement in, in the fertility sector is surprisingly like vast Mm. It helped to fund one of the very earliest fertility drugs mm. and it let um, one of the companies that was developing that fertility drug use we from nuns to create it. This is one of this is one of your best IVF facts. Yeah, and I repeat it often. I I, I love it. I yeah. It's fantastic. So, like, they should know. Yeah, come on, guys. Um my pets are yeah my I didn't get my I got mine long before my mm -hmm. IVF struggle um but they did they were a, they were a comfort a source of comfort for sure yeah absolutely but also I think we're all very aware especially those of us who are dealing with this that pets don't replace a baby no they can help us deal with it but they don't replace it no. and so kind of it, it almost feels like he's throwing at that in our faces when he says things like that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So down with that, down with that kind of shit. It just wasn't a very nice thing to say, was it, Gabby? No, it wasn't. No. Um, I've got an update for the Sex and the City IVF storyline, if anybody's interested. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm not going to give away any spoilers because there aren't really very many spoilers there to give away, but it just came up again. And was equally kind of disappointing. Um, I yeah, I'm. I just I'm. I need to catch up on it. Actually, I kind of. Oh, do you know what? I just find it a bit. It's not very good, is it? <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? I'm I watching so. it mainly for Carrie's outfits, which I have to say, I'm not disappointed by. They are no. fantastic. She looks great. She was but... wearing like a cupcake headdress the other day, which was really impressive. Yeah, she's she's great. It's she it's great. fantastic. But the rest of them and the dialogue and the way the dialogue is delivered, I'm sorry, like, come on. Yeah. It's so wooden. It is. It's not great. Um, also, I refer to it as Sex and the City. It should, of course, be called And Just Like That. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Just Like That. He died. That was my favourite line from it. Yeah. And Just Like That, he died. Oh, spoiler there, Emma. I think everyone knows about it. Yeah, I hope so. Um, any other news? Uh, no, that's it really. Just the old Pope. And... The old Pope. I saw him and once. You know. Did you? Oh, it wasn't this Pope though. It was a different Pope. <laughs> okay. Maybe the the thing about pope? this one is he's supposed to be quite nice and like empathetic. Mm. Like he's like 
slightly pro gay marriage, I think. Good, good, good. Um, so I just think, but not very progressive in this situation. No, no. I mean, it's just not been not being very inclusive at all about reasons for people to not to have pets. Um, yeah. Okay, and, there, and that's that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This has been a long time coming, hasn't it? It has. It all started with a with a what was it? Um, sh- shave my balls? No, what was it? What was the? <laughs> <laughs> what was the Sorry, was, what? Uh, <laughs> there was this. Ad, there was this um person that kept messaging all fertility podcasts yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. like other people as well about yeah. it was like some kind of ball shaving product. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, you could make money if you advertise it. We were like, you're all right, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't got the equipment. (laughs) Not our vibe, particularly, but sure. Cracking up the wrong tree. Wrong tree, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, it was funny. I posted about it, and then Emma, you're like, can we get that one too? (laughs) We bonded. The thing was, Hayley, that I had been hovering in the background for a long time. Thinking, <laughs> we need to get those guys on BFN. We need to get those guys on BFN. And I had, and I do need to kind of set out my stall here a little bit. Okay. Because, um, you know, I, I, as I confessed to you when I was talking to you about it, I have found the subject of TFMR very, very, very difficult yeah, yeah. to even think about talking about, especially on a podcast. Um, and that is because we did PGD with my embryos, or PGTSR as it's now known, um, because my husband has a, a balanced translocation, mm-hmm. and um, that increases the chances of conceiving a child with Down syndrome. And also, I have grown up with people, with family members with very severe learning disabilities. So therefore, all of this has been like sloshing around my brain for a long time, mm. um, and it's just a subject that I find. <laughs> really difficult yeah fair enough um and you make a podcast about it yeah yeah so yeah, you're, you're brave <laughs> yeah I guess um I guess we are yeah should we should we start why don't we start with the the classic um Hayley can you tell us about your journey I can tell you about my journey yeah tell us about your yeah. journey Okay. Um, buckle up. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, okay. So 
we I had we had a TFMR back in 2017 mm-hmm. uh coming up to the five-year anniversary mm-hmm. um and I mean prior to that I've also had miscarriages mm-hmm. um and I'd had a, a one of those miscarriages happen just before the, the TFMR or was the pregnancy before the TFMR mm. um and so I mean you know, we we went into the scan, um, the twelve week scan, mm. and I was already kind of gearing myself up for um, being told that there's possibly not a heartbeat. Right. Um, you know, that's happened to us because before. that just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it hadn't it hadn't happened with the previous miscarriage, but it happened to right. to us in another miscarriage. Okay. And um, so I was kind of lying there waiting to be told that. And I have to say also, we we also had our son with us at the time. So I've got, mm-hmm. he's now seven. He was about two and three quarters at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he We had him with us because we'd been in the hospital with him. So, you know, not advisable to have your young children with you at these scans. Um, yeah. I didn't really understand why particularly, but this is why um so we were all stuffed in that room and she said you know I'm very sorry but there's I'm seeing something not quite right so kind of all hell broke loose then and um yeah we sort of found out maybe about I want to say maybe a week later or so that Luna had Turner syndrome okay okay yeah and what's what is Turner syndrome yeah so Turner syndrome is a spectrum disorder Mm-hmm. Um, so like those like Down syndrome is a spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of girls and women walking around living life and you wouldn't necessarily even know that they have right. Turner syndrome. So it can be very, very high functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically where they only have one X chromosome. So they're always female. Okay. okay. Um, and they only have one X chromosome. Um, and it. It, it creates all sorts of issues, um, uh, physical issues and um, health um, issues right. uh, with that, but not necessarily um, intellectual um, okay. disability. Mm-hmm. So when we sort of had that information, we kind of thought, well, let's just see what happened. So what, had, what, what they had seen on the ultrasound was a, something called a cystic hygroma, which is a f- a fluid-filled sac at the back of the neck. Um, right. So that's that nuchal fold translucency check test. That's what they're looking yeah. at. And, and that's what's often used to diagnose Down syndrome, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd actually been told um, by the consultant before we got the results that he, he thought it might be a combination of right. Down syndrome and Turner syndrome because the, the fluid was quite significant. Mm. Um, but in the end, she she only did have Turner's. Um and we decided to kind of wait and do our research, um, keep having scans, um, and kind of just get our heads around what what we were looking at. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you know what Turner's was before? No, no idea. No, no, no. Hadn't heard anything about it before. Mm. Um, and yeah, no. So we got in touch with the Turner's Syndrome Soci- Societies uh, Association, something like that. They were brilliant. They were really helpful. Um, and we just we just tried to find out as much as we could about it and kind of figure out yeah what what her life might look like if she 
was able to survive. And, yeah. and I have to say that they were saying, the consultant was saying to me, I think you'll miss Carrie. Mm. Um, okay. This is quite significant mm. fluid buildup. Um, but again, they, he couldn't say that that would be the definite outcome either. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of went along with that for about six, seven weeks, you know, going for further scans and tests and um, just seeing how she was getting on, seeing if the fluid would start to kind of stabilize. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, and Charlie, my husband and I had sort of talked about, well, what would be our what would be our sort of red line? We called it. What would be the the no, 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 no further point. Yeah. And um, and it sort of came at this scan with the consultant, and he just said, "Look, you know, I'm seeing. I could even see actually. I had started to be able to see that this fluid was even bigger. This cystic hygroma was as big as her head. You know, it was it was wow. it wasn't going down. It was going up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, you know, I'm seeing." multiple holes in her heart um and you know her her um, lungs are being compromised so there's you know this black thick black line all along all around her lungs that's the fluid build up so he said you know we're it's it's not going in the direction we were hoping Mm. for um I just remember Charlie sort of saying well you know because we've been researching heart um surgery on young baby on babies on newborns yeah. and uh, he said but you can fix you know he's going but you can fix the heart he's sort of sitting there writing notes he's like but you can fix the heart you know you can do these operations mm. and he just went no no if the lungs are compromised then we we can't do anything with the heart you need they need to have fully functional lungs um fully formed lungs for us to be able to have a chance with their hearts and that was our that was the sort of clunk moment of mm. right, okay, yeah. God, I'm so sorry, Haley. Yeah, awful. And so by the time you're by the time you're having this discussion, you're what 19 weeks pregnant. Yes. So yeah. are you feeling her move? Yes. Yeah, like a little fluttery butterfly. Yeah. Oh God. Mm. And then yeah. So what's your what's your next step? Like, how, you know, at what point do you make the decision? Well, we went home from that scan and I mean, we kind of both knew that we were, that was it. I mean, I left, I kind of ran out of that hospital. Mm, I just needed to get out of there really um, because I knew that this is, that we were kind of at the end of the road here. Mm. Um, So uh, yeah, the next steps were meeting with our our main team at our local hospital and sort of talking about okay what what is it that you want to do and so we spoke to the consultant we spoke that's when the bereavement midwife came in um and yeah I am I just said look I think we're now at a point where it's very unlikely that this is going to go in the way that we want to things are just getting worse and by now they should be getting better if Uh if if we were going to see that and um, they agreed, and they just said, "Okay, well, if that's what you would, if that's your decision, then then that's fine, you know." Um, and we sort of then went off, and it's kind of you do these really odd thing. <laughs> it's really quite strange, you know. Bereavement midwife Sally sort of went off with me to walk around the hospital birthing suites, right? And they make it 
and that sounds like that's going to be really awful. But for me, and for some people, it, it probably would be, it would be. Um, but it actually started to normalize everything. It was yeah. just kind of like, okay, I'm going to have her. I'm going to have mm. this baby. And then they, she was asking me, have you thought of a name yet? And, you know, this is what we can do here. And here's our bereavement suite. So you can be in this. They were giving me options. You can be here. You can mm. be here. Here's our bereavement suite if you'd like to do that. It, mm. um, and it was all kind of oddly normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it kind of put me at ease as well I was gonna say did you find that helpful yeah I did personally find that helpful yeah mm. okay um and then you were were you induced or yeah okay yeah. so they give you you have to take tablets you have to sign the form to uh-huh. say and it's funny because I had kind of blocked that whole part out of my memory for the longest time I couldn't remember signing the form mm. um how weird. Yeah, I could just kind of remember funny, it. Yeah, I think it, that was probably because it was, you know, it's just a, I'd heard other women talking about, and then you have to sign the form and it's awful and it's so traumatic. And I'm like, I can't remember signing it. Yeah. I must have signed it. And then it's more recently, actually, I've gone, oh, yeah, no, I do remember it now. And so, yes, I did have this form that I had to sign. I don't think I really read it, to be honest. I was just like, yeah. give me the fucking form or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't really want to. And, and then you have to take the tablets that begin to um, turn off your progesterone, I think it is. It's one right. of the hormones. It starts to sort of bring that level down, start mm-hmm. to prepare you. And then you go home for two days and you come back. And then, and then I was induced. Yeah. I mean, Hayley, like, just, I, I mean, I've done, I said I was going to find this hard to talk about and I yeah. literally can't think of any words, but what was the kind of process after you gave birth and what was it like to give birth knowing what the result was going to be? Yeah. I mean, I was really scared of what Luna was going to look like. So I remember that when I was just telling you about walking around with Sally and talking about, you know, this is what's going to happen and here is where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. I asked her, you know, what, what I'm really scared of is what she's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Cause I have to say, I actually didn't realize I was going to have to give birth. I thought that I would go in and I would have an operation. Yeah. I would have an essentially an ERPC. I don't necessarily think they call it that anymore, but I'd had yeah. one of those before yeah. for a miscarriage. And yeah. I thought this would be the same. I just assumed. Mm-hmm. And so when they said, no, no, you're going to have to go through a labor and delivery. I was really shocked. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, I was frightened about what she would look like. And Sally just said, well, she'll look like a very tiny baby, but she will be fully formed. You will see the cystic hygroma. Um, she'll be very pink or red. You know, that's because of that this stage. That's what they look like. Um, <laughs> that's their skin. Um, but she'll look like a very tiny, you know, fully formed baby. Um, so she... She just, again just helped to kind of normalize it and I am somebody that's like just can I, I need to know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that helped and so when I went in um you know I was worried about really I thought am I gonna panic am I gonna start screaming and shouting am I gonna really lose it mm. um so I was a bit worried about that um but when labor kicked in, um, you know, and they also kind of say, you could be here for several days and then it might not work. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Oh God, Just stop yeah. hitting me with all this yeah. shit, really. Because it's yeah. like enough is enough. But that's the reality. 
they don't know how exactly it's going to go. And I had a C-section for my son before, so they had to lower the dose of the medication, the induction medication, so that Mm -hmm. they don't cause a rupture. So they were being erring on the side of caution. So they said, you know... So, yeah, I'm like, am I going to be here forever? But luckily it, it started, I say luckily, <laughs> I say these luckily. words, luckily, um, <laughs> it started quickly. Uh-huh. And um, actually, once it started, I kind of went, oh, I know what this is like. I've been through labor before. This right. feels familiar. Yeah. And I kind of just went into a kind of labor head. Yeah. And um yeah and I just like this is what I need to do and then honestly I also went I'm I am excited about meeting my daughter Mm. of course Mm -hmm. and did I mean how much time did you get to spend with her afterwards we stayed three days in the hospital okay with her yeah Mm -hmm. we had a private room in the bereavement suite and we stayed we stayed there for three days and Benjamin my our son came to meet her um and uh granny came to meet her so yeah it was it was good you know we can't and again sally the bereavement midwife was like you take as long as you need you know this is your time that's so that's amazing to hear that that's you know it's because you yeah you do hear some stories where you know these kind of things weren't in place and these you know you're not able to spend that time so it's it's good to hear that that was there for you because that must be very a very special time to to know that you had that yeah, and I mean, at first, I didn't really understand what she was talking about. I have to say, I was kind of yeah. like, "Why am I going to want to stay? Why am I going to want to take pictures? What?" Like, and then mm. when she mentioned about a funeral, I was like, "What? No, I don't know. I've, what? What are you talking about? A funeral? What the fuck? I don't know what to do about that." How? Mm. You know, I, it was all so alien. Yeah. However, once we got, once it started happening, and then I went. Okay, this is why she was saying because mm-hmm. actually I have given birth to a baby and this is my daughter and despite the circumstances this is all kind of part and parcel of it 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 mm. sort of felt a little bit normal I mean you know we we're, we're talking about TFMR here it's termination yeah. for medical reasons and yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that anybody who's tried to get pregnant will yeah. have trouble rec- reconciling this idea of wanting a baby, but having to t- then terminate that baby. Yeah. I mean, was it, was the T word ever mentioned when you were talking to clinicians or did they kind of lead, lead you towards it without actually saying it? They, I don't remember that word being used with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more, <sighs> I think I started using the word words end the pregnancy. Right. And I seem to remember them taking my lead on that. Okay. Mm. Because I, and I can remember afterwards, maybe, I don't know, a week or so after we'd come home and Sally coming to visit me and, and me kind of, I was obviously shocked and, and shell shocked. And she, and I was saying to her, I, I don't quite, I can't quite figure out exactly what this is. Mm-hmm you know, because it doesn't feel like a miscarriage. And she's like, that's because it's not a miscarriage. And, and I said, but, but it's not a stillbirth. And she's like, yeah. And, but I don't know what to call it. You know, I was kind of, Mm. I I didn't understand. And I just was a bit, I think I knew that, yes, it's a termination. Um, 
but that word just was too scary, really. Yeah, it, it didn't feel, feel like it. it. Doesn't feel like the right fit at all. No. no. Yeah. So, what made you decide to start a podcast about it? Because that's. Yeah. Well, it's one of those. I remember again in those very early days searching for other people's stories mm-hmm. and finding pretty much nothing. And, you know, this was five years ago. So, you know, I, also I wasn't on social media, so I didn't mm-hmm. even have that as a, you know, an outlet really. And people weren't really talking about this five years ago on social media. Yeah. Um, and I, I, my friend, actually Fiona, who's our producer on, on our podcast is she sent me um, a clip of somebody who'd been on, I don't know if it was radio four or something like that, but she sent me this and said, this might help you. And it was actually a stillbirth story. It wasn't a termination story. But just just even hearing somebody else talk about a loss it, of this magnitude yeah. helped. And I think that's why, you know, we, you know, that there is no, there was no dedicated podcast talking just about this. We've had, yeah. there are out there baby loss and infertility you know you guys have talked about it before well they'll have an episode and they bring it in and that's great yeah but Mm. there was nothing that was just solely dedicated to this and um it was needed yeah because a podcast creates a community is what we yeah yeah and also it's such a it's I imagine there are so many different experiences out there of this and totally huge it's a huge area to explore what yeah What's what's the reaction been like? Have you had any negative response to it? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, to be really perfectly honest, it is so niche. And, you know, our listeners are mainly people who have been through this mm, and then yeah. health professionals who are supporting yeah. them. Um, you know, we don't have masses of people following us on social media and yeah, so it's not um, it's not something that I think is really on the radar of those who would um, have a problem mm, with this, mm-hmm. you know, anti-choicers yeah. or whatever. Um, so yeah, no, we haven't had any negative feedback. It's only Good. been positive. That's um, great. Yeah. I did read your um, <laughs> we podcast and read your reviews, and someone was absolutely gushing about you. Like, just said <laughs> they provided so much support, but then only gave you four stars. I know. <laughs> I figured maybe she just sort of like got a bit lazy with the clicking on yeah. the stars or something. Just, uh, it was by accident. It's only brought down your average though, hasn't it? I think there's only like three or four reviews, so you know, whatever. <laughs> We've had some very scathing reviews that were for that were three stars. So I do feel like that you're, you know, as a as a podcast you're quite protective of your community and one of the Mm. posts that I saw on your um Instagram recently was talking about you've been approached by the makers of a documentary and we'll go Mm -hmm. into the reason that that documentary is being made in a minute yeah but um and they they had wanted to talk to you and you had just chosen not to talk to them after a long meeting with them Mm. and you said to your listeners like really think twice if you if you are approached Mm. Um, do you feel that kind of sense of responsibility to protect your community? Because it is a community that could become very easily infiltrated. Yeah, I do. 
Mm. I do feel really protective. I feel there's a real duty of care. Mm. And I feel that people trust us. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, when I was approached and I listened to what they had to say and I felt, and I really, honestly, I really, I really took a lot of time to think about it. Um, Mm. And I, and I just went, I can't get behind this myself. Yeah. So I cannot endorse this. I can't allow what they were asking me to do um, by asking me for access to our listeners and followers. I I couldn't do that. Can you talk to us about it? So, yeah. So when I was approached and, you know, I listened to them at length and, you know, I was at first, I was quite pleased that, you know, there's people out there that want to make something about this that seems really positive. Yeah. And I think there, uh, you know, there seemed to be a genuineness there about mm-hmm. this as well. Um, so I believe that. However, the whole angle, the whole premise of it just is not going to be at all helpful for TFMR community. Um, So the working title is Disabilities and Abortion. Does the law need to change? And that's come Mm. off of the back of this court case uh, back in the summer here in the UK, where there was, you know, three people, I think, in this bringing this motion or bringing this um, case to the high court to try and say that the law should be changed to not allow terminations past 24 weeks for non-fatal um abnormality fetal mm-hmm. abnormality mm. and they had a woman with down syndrome who was also um fronting that yeah and a, and a woman whose son, son i believe son has um has down syndrome as well yes yeah and you know we we've um we've come in for a bit of shit on this subject mm. before because we have i think there was an episode in the first or second series when i was mm. pregnant where I said, um, oh, I'd have to be really unlucky if my baby was had Down syndrome because I had had um, all my embryos tested mm-hmm. and then I had had um, the, the normal 12-week Down syndrome test as well. Yeah. Um, and I got shit for that and somebody sent me a video saying, I'm sure the parents of these children wouldn't think that they're unlucky. And um and I wrote back to the person and said, actually, you know, I actually, you know, I've grown up with this and certainly my parents think that they were unlucky. Yeah. Um, because it's very, very, very hard to raise somebody with profound disabilities. And, uh, you Absolutely. know, the, mm-hmm. the reason that people choose TFMR could be, you know, that it might not be a fatal thing, mm. but it might be that you don't have enough money you can't give up your job, which is often required in these these situations. You like there's a there's a lot of reasons. Oh yeah, I mean well, it could be you could be a single parent. You yeah. could have another disabled child, or maybe other caring duties that you're caring for uh, a sibling or a parent. Absolutely. Um, you know there are so many reasons why. <clears throat> these decisions are made and they are all so personal um and individual mm-hmm. i think it's fairly i think it's fair to say that no one especially when you're talking about these um terminations 
you know, that there are for medical reasons. No one yeah. makes this choice lightly. No one goes, oh, no. oh, just abort. I think we have to bear in mind that these are wanted pregnancies, yeah. um, you know, usually planned for, uh, mm. definitely wanted. Um, and I, I think the amount of times I've heard women say, I just didn't, it didn't even occur to me that this was even possible. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, that may sound a little bit mad, but we actually don't really think this is something that's going to happen to us until no. it's happening to us. No, mm. of course. Um, and yeah, no, it's it's um, it, it's just it comes at you like a Mack truck. Mm. I can imagine. What um, I mean, I'm sure that you talk about this on your podcast all the time, but what 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 is your advice to people that are going through this now? Maybe they're in that kind of those weeks that you spent doing your research and and having these conversations with your husband and your family. Like what, what do you advise people that are going through this? Um, I mean, I think you have to be really um, kind to yourself really, because, you know, it's such a shocking thing to happen. And actually, Mm -hmm. You know, you may not want to take six weeks like we did to figure things out. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. Mm. Um, Some people know straight away, you know, you know, two days or whatever it is that they they know straight away that what the answer is for them. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So I think it's really about um, listening to what you need and taking care of yourself in that there's a lot of talk about you know the baby and what the baby needs that's Mm. important yes but also you are important in this you're the one that has to survive this Mm -hmm. so you do what you need to do and can I ask did you get counseling afterwards oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah um Yeah, so um, I we got couples counselling right. from uh, Child Bereavement UK, mm-hmm. and we had we were with them for about three and a half years. So they give unlimited um, once a month free counselling um, for as long as you need it. That's wow. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also was having personal therapy on top of that as well. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I and we should just mention that there's um there's a charity set up, isn't there, just just for people in your situation called Antenatal Results and Choices or yes. ARC. Yes, yes, and they've been wonderful supporters of our podcast as well. Well, Haley, it's been so nice to talk to you. Yeah, um, thank you so much. It must just be so difficult to talk about. You know what? I it's not mm. really. Okay. I don't find it difficult to talk about. I, I um, relish the opportunity to talk about um, our experience. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've I've kind of felt once I got to a point, you know, remember I'm five years down the line here, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the other thing. Anybody listening who's like two weeks out and going, oh my God, I can't talk like that. Like, no, I couldn't talk like this either. Um, <clears throat> but it, it's, I, I have felt like, I can, so I will. Yeah. And um, I promised Luna um, that her short existence would 
matter for something, would count for something. Uh-huh. Um, and so this is a part of that. Well, I think you're an amazing mom to her. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, guys. Yeah. Been emotional. And has been emotional. And next week it's going to be more emotional because it is publishing week. Oh my god, we're going to be so annoying next week. We are going to be so like if you thought we were annoying now, so annoying. You're in for a treat. <laughs> um, we will be doing a um, an Instagram live next week, um, talking about the book again. Talking yeah. more book chats. So if anyone's not sick of hearing about the book yet tune into that uh, yeah. we have not um, decided when it'll be yet so watch out on Instagram for the update yeah. it'll probably be us just saying fuck quite a lot again mm-hmm. I reckon which yeah, it will. never runs you know, never gets old does it maybe we could do some readings from we could do a little reading yeah a little um, reading we'll decide guys let us know if you want anything in particular yeah get in touch with you burning book questions that you want us to yes. talk about um and yeah and have a great week i guess yeah see you later Lots of love. bye sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.